everyone. David Jamison here with a brand new podcast. It's called Healthy Money, where we're bridging health and wealth. I happen to be not only a fund manager, but I'm also a holistic doctor. And so what this quest is, is a way to bring in information regarding successful people, wealthy people, their habits, their healthy habits. And we're going to correlate health and wealth. And I'm very, very pleased that today I have a young gentleman named Ryan Morrison, who has accomplished more in 25 years than I think I did in my first 50. And he is a successful young man who also takes his health very seriously. So I'm just going to start out asking you a little bit of questions, and I'm sure that you're going to be able to fill your bio in through the questions. First, let me say that I met Ryan. We belong to the same mastermind group of emerging fund managers. And this guy is an inspiration. I thought I was a hard worker and, and well-connected, but the things that he's doing as a young man is very inspirational, even for us guys that are a little bit long in the tooth. So Ryan, you live in rural Michigan, from what I understand, right? Yes, I do. Small and town called Edwardsburg, Michigan. Edward, I, you know what? I, you never told me. I've heard of Edward. In fact, I think I was there once. Didn't they have a, like a root beer stand downtown? A long time there you ago. Go. Yeah. 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 Yes. There's some big old beautiful homes there, right? There are. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of rural old farm town homes as well. Yeah. And I just remember Victorian homes and I remember a traditional old root beer stand. And I can't remember if they had roller skates on or not, but they actually deliver the food to the car. Is they that do. still around? Yeah. And yep, it's still around and they do have the roller skates still comes around nice. around springtime. And nice. they shut down for the cold season, but it's it's a staple and they have excellent homemade root beer there. So yeah, I always love it. Yeah. Yep. I've been there and I can't remember why. I think it might have been back when I was younger than you when I was selling life insurance is what I think it was. So it was probably the late 80s, early 90s. But nonetheless, Ryan and I belong to the same mastermind group. And I started thinking this up because I would attend these conferences regarding fundraising private funds. And nobody wanted to talk to me about my fund. They want to talk to me about holistic medicine. And, and I started thinking, you know, there is a direct correlation between health and wealth. Not to say that unhealthy people can't be wealthy or vice versa, but there are habits and there are a lot of repeatable habits for people that are healthy and people that are successful. So Ryan, tell me a little bit about your projects. Let's start out there and we'll go into a little bit more. I know you're, you're working on a big conference regarding fund management and entrepreneurs in the Detroit area. And you have an upcoming event that you're expecting three to 600 people and you're bringing in some big names. Tell us a little bit about that and how you dreamt it up. Sure. So I'll just do a quick bio. My name is Ryan Morrison. I'm a 25-year-old serial entrepreneur and businessman based out of Michigan. I'm the founder and CEO of Maximize family of companies, including Maximize Ventures, which is a $50 million venture capital and private equity fund, helping first-time founders become full-time founders. We also run the Michigan Entrepreneur Summit, which is a conference designed as Michigan's premier venture capital and private equity conference, also designed to help first-time and student founders become full-time founders. That's coming up in May. And then also, we just recently launched a full-service sales and marketing agency called Maximize Media. And then we also run a nonprofit accelerator program called Maximize Venture Catalyst. 
to talk more about the Michigan Entrepreneur Summit. Essentially, this was an idea that I had. So I graduated as a first generation college student from the University of Michigan in 2021. I was a first year college student from my family. The fun story there is that I actually didn't get into business school. I didn't get into my second choice major. And so I ended up studying psychology and I did an entrepreneur minor. It took me five years to graduate. I also played ultimate Frisbee. Oh, campus. did you? Yep. Ultimate Frisbee is like football with a Frisbee, right? You got it. I've refereed up in Toronto. There's huge parks with Ultimate Frisbee. Lots. So it's a pretty cool sport. So have you stuck with working out, training since you left college? Are you pretty adamant about all that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the parts of my daily routine that is super important is, of course, getting a great night of sleep. So trying to get off my phone at a reasonable hour, nothing past like 10 screen time and trying to get to bed around then. Waking up in the morning, shocking my body with some cold water, consuming it, and then also sticking my head under the cold sink, taking a cold shower, stepping outside into the cold. You know, it's Michigan. <laughs> so all you have to do is step outside in a t-shirt and you're just automatically woken up. And then usually I like to train about four to five days a week with my business partner, Dylan. We get up around 5 a.m., go to the gym by six, we get an hour and a half workout in, and then pretty much we've already done the hardest part of our day, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And so the rest of the day just feels awesome from there. Well, here's what I was thinking, Ryan. With this podcast, I don't want to be like the guy that when I hear things, I'm correcting people all the time. So I'm going to ask you politely, would you like me to give you a little advice on a couple of things you said from a holistic standpoint or an Ayurvedic standpoint? Yeah, please. So, so the word in Sanskrit is dinacharya. That means proper daily lifestyle and habits. And it's a proven fact that if you follow proper dinacharya, you will promote health. Everyone thinks that the herbs and supplements are what heal and Dinacharya is an addition to it. It's actually the other way around. By taking the herbs and the minerals, you make Dinacharya easier and that's proper daily lifestyle and habits. Now, when you ingest something, your body has two goals, to heat it and liquefy it. That's why soup is so healing. So, And I'm not picking on you. One of the worst things you can do when you wake up is drink cold water. In fact, you should never right. drink cold water because you're going to shock your organs. Your organs are going to go, what the heck are you doing? And so you want to drink warm water, warm water. And what's really good is ginger tea. So if you can get some ginger root, drink that upon waking. And another thing you can do right when you wake up is get a tongue scraper and sc scrape your mm -hmm. tongue. And then get used to looking at your tongue because you'll start figuring out like, let's say you stayed out late. You'll see your tongue will look a little bit different. Or you didn't get a good night's sleep, it'll look a little bit different. If you feel something coming on, it might be red or it might be white. You can start getting an indication from your tongue. But always think that the body loves heat and liquid. One of the best meals that you can eat is called kitchidi. And kitchidi is mung dal beans and rice, and it's properly spiced. And believe it or not, it's a perfect protein. Mung dal beans and rice have all... Um, I, I haven't talked, I haven't given this talk in a while. I can't remember how many proteins. So anyway, it's got all the amino acids in those two components. So it's a perfect protein and it's easily digested. So think warm. Here's another thing I always say. A whole bunch of littles equals a lot. So you pick up a bunch of littles and it equals a lot. So just that alone, maybe a couple other tweaks. And next thing you know, you're up 10%. And you and I right. both know it's just a small percentage between success and failure. 100%. So, no, so that, there you go. That's super yeah. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned to me that you had a year of sobriety 
And it wasn't because you had an issue. You just wanted to up your game. You want to start your A game. When you say so sober, you're, you're talking no substances other than maybe caffeine. Yeah, I would even say for that year, I cut caffeine out as well. Really? I was just consuming water, maybe a juice or a tea, you know, like a nighttime tea, some kind of okay. there. But what did you notice in your clarity and your ability to function and make things happen? What happened? Give me a timeline, 12 months, like first three months, six, nine. What did you start feeling? What did you start thinking? What did you notice by not having to battle that toxicity in your lymphatic system? Yeah, so... Really, it started with an actually a Joe Rogan video podcast because Joe Rogan does this thing called Sober October. And mm -hmm. so every month in October, he goes sober for the month just to see how he feels. And so I was really inspired because I was using substances and happy to talk about which ones because that can be interesting when you talk about certain types of substances. So I really started in October of 2019 with just the intention of doing a month. And I started to notice, I would say even as, as close as about two weeks, three weeks in that I was starting to get super clarity, just super energy, just like waves of energy rushing over. Two, three weeks or two, three months? No, I would say even within the first two to three weeks, I was starting to notice changes in my habits, in terms of sleeping habits, in terms of my exercising habits. I was still in school at the time. So my work ethic was changing my focus on my future. Is what about, like what about processing stress? So basically, and we all know this, if you've ever read any of Trump's books, he talks about the difference between a poor businessman and a good businessman is the good businessman understands that there's going to be problems every single day. And that's how they deal with them. So when you went into that phase, how did you better handle stress and better handle what was thrown at you? How did it feel? Yeah, I mean, it's anecdotal, but I'm sure there's some, some data you could use to back it up. But I'm not even talking just about psychological stress, but even physical stress in the body in terms of working out. I would have no problem working out two hours a day and upping that even to five or six days a week. But I'm not like lifting just baby weight here. I'm talking pushing to 60, 70% of my max consistently and just noticing the physical changes in my body and then the psychological changes. Uh, yeah, just I've always processed stress decently well uh, because I've always been a very mindful person. And then when I really found meditation, specifically, I would say in around 2017-ish is when I started really focusing on it. That's when I noticed that it was my stress and being able to handle a lot of pressure was really starting to become easier for me. But then during that year, I mean, as you know, that was the year that COVID really happened. And so there was so much stress and people freaking out and worrying and this whole collective consciousness was, you know, kind of chaotic. Let, let's let's not refer to it as COVID. Let's let's look refer to it as collective consciousness because that's right. really what I, I'm, I'm convinced that if they would have said that uh, the symptoms are migraines and diarrhea, everyone would have had migraines and diarrhea. Right. So, you know, we, we understand that. You and I have had that discussion. Yeah. And I honestly, I didn't even get, you know, the whatever sickness you want to no. call it until the person. So we had a roommate. I actually had invited this single mother to live in our basement. She needed a place to stay because of, you know, certain things that was going on in her life at the time. And I didn't get sick until after she started like talking about being sick and her kid mm -hmm. getting sick and all of these things. And 
I had been around her all the time. So it wasn't until then that I think that my subconscious was processing that. But I haven't been sick since. No. I mean, and I I've, I've owned the idea that I'm not getting sick anymore. No. And I have I, I declared myself impervious to viral activity over a decade ago. And yeah. it, and I just, and I challenge any type of made up thing to to attack me. And and it's and I treated hundreds of people in my clinic and I never See, I don't even like to use the words get sick because it's not what yeah. what what a sickness or a cold really is, is purging toxins in your body. It's saying, hey, if you're not going to fast, if you're not going to go to bed on a proper time, you're not going to eat the proper food, then we're going to make you lay down. The universe is going to make you lay down and expel this stuff. So if you right. continually, you know, you get on a fasting regimen and eat, eat correctly, you're, you're not going to see. Here, here's the big thing is our lymphatic system is our is our protection to everything. So if your lymph is toxic, then it can't handle any more antigens or pathogens. So if you continually keep your lymph clear, then it's your buffer. And one thing that's, that is very interesting, and I, and I pulled uh, dozens, if not hundreds of uh, my patients, was that with lower back pain, I would ask them, I'm like, well, if you had a bowel movement first thing in the morning, would your back feel better? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it would. So where, where's the bowel? I mean, what, what's behind the bowel is the, our lower back. Our bowel has 80% of our lymphatic fluid. Hmm. It means that they're ridding their body of toxicity and the pain goes away. So toxic lymph causes inflammation, which causes pain. It, it'll lead into all kinds of cravings and addictions too. So the next question I have for you, in your own personal dinacharya, your own daily lifestyle and habits, when you were sober, it was much easier to integrate those. And then did you find that after you would integrate, it got easier to integrate even newer ones? It snowballs, Absolutely. doesn't it, brother? It snowballs. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in another year right now of sobriety after three years for the first time. And, you know, I noticed that those massive quantum leaps in terms of progress in the various buckets of my life, spirituality, health and wellness, physical career, finance, all those kind of things. And they do, they compound on each other. And I right. like what you said earlier, like, you know, it's, it's a collection of small things, but you have to make a commitment. You have to start with something and as little as something of, okay, I'm going to cut out alcohol or I'm going to cut out a recreational drug of some kind. And once you do, I mean, yeah, this year, I feel like I've accomplished more in the past two weeks of the first year of 2023 than I did all of last 2022. Right. Honestly. I bet I'll bet you have. And I probably have. Let me ask you this. In your mind, in your mind, be honest with me. Sure. What are the what's the percentage chance that you're going to succeed? 100 and There you go. 20%. <laughs> there you go, brother. It's 100%. There you go. Right. But I you know why? Even more than that. <laughs> because you're controlling your own destiny. Right. That's why. So you understand that you can manifest it. And that's all part of manifesting. So if we get back to health and wealth, if you were to just follow Ayurvedic Dinacharya, which leads to physical health and mental health, that alone can promote wealth and success. And that's the whole basis of this podcast. And I'm I'm so happy you're the first guy on here. And, I, and I'm not treating you like low-hanging fruit. You just have to be the last guy I talk to on the phone. Like, hey, man, you're coming on my podcast, so get ready. But seriously, though, think about it. If you really break that down by giving up something, committing, 
and then adding on to it, it got it, it's almost like a, a game. It's almost like a where you want to add more, and you're like, I can do it. Like if I were to tell you, hey man, you'll make an extra 10 million the next five years if you did blank. Knowing you, you'd probably do it every day. It didn't matter what it was, you know, if it was oh, yeah. proven. You could you I could use, integrate it. Hundred percent. Right. I use subconscious programming with myself all the time to not you were saying the difference between knowing, not knowing, and believing. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been using that over the past couple of days of saying, I know that this is going to happen. And there you go. And, and you know, there's nothing go going around that. It's I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to be successful. I know that this is going to happen, and there's nothing stopping it when you know it to be true for it from right. it becoming true. So your day is set up as a series of wins. Right. Everything is a win. And and I started integrating that a number of years ago when I'd work with my patients on it is that, and, and this is crazy. It, a lot of people don't even make their bed. And I'm like, get up, make your bed and consider that a win. Get up. You want to get up at six, but you can't seem to get up at six. You get up at seven, get up at six, make your bed. That's two wins. And then do yep. 10 push-ups, three wins, read five pages out of a book, four wins. And next thing you know, by seven o'clock, you got a half a dozen wins under your belt. Now you're rolling. Right. And that's subconsciously what you've probably done the last four years. Is 100%. that you don't lose. No, you either learn or you learn. I mean, that's really, to me, that's all it is. You know, I look at entrepreneurship, business, health, life as just a fun playground to just great. Enjoy, right. Man, I didn't know that. <laughs> I know we've had a couple of conversations. I love your attitude. Let me see what else I got written down. Here's another tip I'll give you. Whenever you're going to go into a meeting, um, no reason to eat. You're not going to digest it anyway. And when we're hungry, like when we fast, have you ever fasted for three or four days? I think the longest I've fasted is maybe like 36 hours. Okay. Well, what happens is your eyesight, your taste, your everything gets better. And it's probably an innate natural reaction so we can find food. But on day like two or three, your hearing, sight, everything gets better. So, and I hate to say it, but food's a little overrated. So if you're going to go into a big meeting, let's say it's a one o'clock meeting, you just skip skip lunch that day because then you're going to have more blood flowing to the parts of your brain that you're going to need and you won't be in a fight or flight. People don't realize how much effort the body goes through to digest. It's a huge, huge problem. And then if their digestion is poor, they're in a constant, almost like an autoimmune state. So that's another tip I can give you is don't worry about, oh, I got to get my three meals. And no, if you got something going on where you're going to be stressed, you're not going to digest it well anyway. So there's no reason to eat it. Better off just sipping some soup or some broth. Yeah, the past two weeks, I've been fasting from around, let's say 7 p.m. to maybe 2 to 4 p.m. And I actually noticed that I wasn't able to get enough calories in that one big meal of the day to stop losing weight. So I've had to reintegrate a little bit of food into the day just to keep my weight up because I was I right. was noticing that I was losing my muscle and I was losing body fat. Right. Let, rate, let me so. give you and all our <laughs> thousands of viewers a tip here. So yeah. our, our, di- our digestive enzymes, our enzymatic function actually follows the sun. So in the Vedas, in, in the scriptures and in Ayurveda, Lord Agni 
Agni was the god of the sun. So our digestive fire is called Agni. So our Agni follows the sun. You can digest the best when the sun's at, at its peak. So that's when you eat your toughest to digest meal, your heaviest meal. Now, a young man like you that's not overweight or anything, if you can, breakfast and lunch is better than lunch and dinner because mm -hmm. we don't need a lot of nutrition to sleep. But if you if you, you can play with it both ways. Some people really thrive well on lunch and dinner. I tend to do better with a giant lunch and skip dinner. So I, I allow myself a half an hour to eat, and then I get 23 and a half hours off. Wow. And that, that's what I do. I'm going to start adding back in dinner, though, because I went from like 185 down to 175, and I, that's a little low for a guy 6'1". Yeah. Especially when you got to be a G, right? <laughs> 100%. No, but I oh. love it, and I, I attest to fasting. It's a great thing to do. Yeah. Well, speaking of Gs, so you've been following the stuff with Andrew Tate going to jail? Yeah, this is a little bit of a touchy subject. I'm happy to talk about it. I'm trying to do my own research and understand what's happening. Man. I know. I, I don't know what to think either. It's not like a, I'm not like his ultimate fan or anything like that. But there's a lot of things that he's doing that's needed in helping young men. My sons are 20 and 18. And I ask them what they think just to see what they have to say. And they're like, you know, I like hearing what he has to say. So I think there's a bigger following than we really know. I think for me, I, my go-to male role model in that way would be more Jordan Peterson. I was I, I was going to yeah. predict that before you even said it. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, yeah. How would be more. Well, every yeah. time he speaks, I feel stupid. <laughs> it's just his accent. <laughs> no, he he's a wordsmith. No, he very yeah he is. Holy he's Lord. a modern day Shakespeare. Yeah, uh, but as a psychologist, right? He'll, he'll say things that I go look it up. I'm like, what the right. hell is that? So, but yeah, I mean, and, and you know what I love is his, his responses aren't emotional, and they're not biased. They're factual. They're objective. Rarely does he speak subjectively. It's objective. Right. And right. did you like when he said why how he got around the hecklers and the protesters when he was you speaking on campuses? Did you hear what he said? I, no, I can't remember. Well, he booked his, his talks at nine in the morning. He goes, they don't get out of bed in time to come to protest. <laughs> but he's, he's right. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so why don't we pop up your flyer? Julie, if you could pop that up and, and leave Ryan up or both of us up and let Ryan talk about his upcoming thing. So all 14 million people that are going to watch this might show up. I think I, I what do you, how many views do you think we're gonna get out of this, Ryan? I'm gonna say one I'm gonna say one point four thousand. <laughs> yeah, I think I think getting a thousand for the first stream is probably good number. I think over time this channel is probably gonna grow in the millions. So really I mean probably yeah, I think if you stick with it, which I know you will, so when you stick with it, you're going to get millions of views on this because I think there's a stigma in business that you kind of have to, especially as an entrepreneur, you have to kind of run your body into the ground in order to actually be successful. And I think that that just is completely not true. You right. can take care of yourself. You can optimize for health and wealth at the same time. So I think you know, this channel is going to be very popular. Julie, before you pop that up, Julie's are, oh, what's well, coming up. Back. 
okay, you can wait just a second. What, what I was going to tell you, another thing that's really hit home, I went through a traumatic event about 10 weeks ago, and I'm, I don't want to get into it. But anyway, I, I ran into something that was a bit traumatic and bothered me. And I started reading Hannibal. Remember Hannibal, the great warrior, general, African? And one thing he said is he, he in there that I read over and over, he said, thank the people that hurt you, your enemies, whatever, however you referred to them or who've wronged you, because it forces you to sharpen your sword. Mm -hmm. And in the last 10 weeks, my man, I've got more done than I did probably in 21 and 22. Because what happens is when someone punches you in the nose, punches you in the throat, you, you got two choices, either go to the go to the canvas and give up, or you got to come out and fight even harder. And so like, I just saw this video that Joe Rogan did and, and I, I never thought of him as a motivational guy, but it's, it's fan. It's 14 minutes long. I've been watching it every day because it's, it's objective and it, and it's, he's, he's right that when you run into problems, you, you got to push it to a point where you're going to have mistakes, where you're going to have pain or you won't grow. If it's always easy, you're not going to know what it takes to get over that hump. And I like when Rogan said, he goes, I like to hear about guys that are successful. But what I really like to hear about is a guy that was down in his in the gutter and came back and did something. So I'm not telling you to not succeed. I'm just saying, don't be, as a young man, push it a little. Get punched in the nose a little. It won't hurt I could you. Give you. I could give you a short story on that real quick. Sure. Yeah. If you're interested. Heck yeah. So, I so I grew up like pretty well off. My parents both grew up very poor. So my mom grew up on a farm in Elkhart, Indiana. Most people never make it out of that town. They live right. there their whole lives. When people are working in factories, most people barely graduate high school. So it's one of those places, right? And I didn't have to go through that, but she did. My dad grew up in Brooklyn, New York. He moved around a ton, basically grew up with just his mom and you know never really found a way to just get situated they were always moving always trying to find a job always trying to find something and so they both worked really hard to have a stable life for me and my brother and i did and i went to great schools so i come from a place of privilege i always had the, the great education i always had everything i needed i never had to worry about food or house or anything however i would say for people who might be listening who are wondering whether you know, you can come out of, let's say, the rags and come out to the riches. And I'm not just mean, meaning financially, but spiritually, all that kind of stuff, relationship wise. I almost think that growing up in, from a state of privilege can be in its own way a disadvantage as an entrepreneur, because you never have that hunger of knowing what it's like that if you don't sell or if you don't get out there, if you don't put yourself on the line and hustle and put in the hours, you just don't know what it's like to literally be hungry. Well, and it's the same so as gifted athletes. You know, like I coached a lot of yeah. travel ball when my sons were coming. The kids that didn't have to, that were so gifted, they didn't get it. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And so what I wanted to share was this one experience I had. So um, sure. this past summer, I actually gave up an $80,000 a year job. Uh, to work, you know, working in corporate America. I, I got the job in January of last year and it took six months for me to actually even start. <laughs> so I had to find something to do in the meantime. I, I did a side hustle. I went to massage therapy school and did massage therapy. So that's a whole nother thing we can talk about another time. Um, 
but essentially I was, I joined a real estate business as a partner and I, a capital raiser and I was getting paid 500 bucks a week. Now I, I had rent for free cause I was living in their house. That was also an office, but I had to figure out a way to live off 500 bucks a week. And I was fully independent on this time. Didn't have any parents money anymore. You know, I was literally paying my own bills, everything. And I found a way to make it work. And what I had to do was I had to literally cut down the amount of food my dog would eat from a full mm -hmm. can to a third of a can so that I could actually have enough money week to week where he didn't go hungry. I didn't go hungry. I had enough gas I could pay insurance and all these things. And that motivation of, oh, I really have to go out there and sell. Right. I really have to go out there and do my work to get my to get paid to thrive. Right. And not just survive was probably the greatest lesson ever that I have ever had. There you go. And then aside from that, I did a three month contract after that with another company and then they decided not to renew it. And I didn't have a backup plan, but I had all my businesses already that I've been doing. And I was just like, you know what? This was God or whatever, you know, universe saying it's your time to go full time. Figure it out. And that simultaneously back-to-back -back lessons were the greatest lessons I've ever had. And it's allowed me to come into the space that I'm now, which is a very wealthy mindset. Good. And, you know, things are happening. I have. Um, so one thing that Rogan brings up in that talk. Oh, looks like you froze up. If, hey. There he is. He's back. I'm so All sorry. Right. My computer just literally shut down on me. I didn't know. Yeah. Man needs some computer dinacharya. So um, did you hear what I was saying? Oh, no, I heard nothing. Okay. So anyway, here's your thing. Let's talk okay. about it. We'll wrap it up because I know this entrepreneur, this 25-year-old guy has got probably a to-do list a mile long today, so I'm not going to keep him any longer. We had a riveting conversation. We learned about Ryan, and we will build on this, and I'm going to have the dude back. I promise you. Like I said, this is the first time we're getting out of the gate. So Ryan, tell us about your Michigan Entrepreneurial Summit entrepreneur summit oh by the way i'm starting a meetup group it's going to either be the first or second thursday of every month at the detroit club the private club up in the cigar room and uh we're going to have cigars and whiskey if you want i know ryan won't but i right now i'm partaking in things like that you never know i took eight years off myself but right now i'm enjoying it but not excessively so keep that in mind. We'll put information about the meetup group. But Ryan, you tell us about your thing coming up. And get ready because it looks like it's going to be a good one. He's already hitting me up to, to support it. And I, I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for the, yeah, for the invitation to your uh, entrepreneur, you know, mastermind meetup as well. And I will Absolutely. definitely be participating. And I'll bring all my entrepreneur friends with me. Um, so that'll be a ton of fun. Looking forward. Is that what you guys call each other nowadays, entrepreneur friends? Uh, <laughs> I'm messing with you. Well, uh, it's <laughs> hard to have friends that are not entrepreneurs these days. Oh, I know. <laughs> you haven't but, hung around me enough. See, when you hang around rugby with the Aussies and the Kiwis and the South Africans and the, and the guys from the UK, all they do is take shots at each other. I can't use the word online, what they call it. Or they call, it piss, they call it piss taking, taking the piss. Yeah, It's never, never ending. You got to live with being teased. In fact, if you're not taking it or giving it, they'll go, hey, man, what's wrong with you? So part of reality with those guys. So love it. Get ready. Yeah. We got to, the older guys got to abuse the younger guys a little bit. You just have to. 
you know, you'd be surprised. We hit back pretty hard. <laughs> good. That's it. That's good. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, exactly. So anyway, real quick. So about the summit. So just a short history and then I'll get into it. I'm not going to take too much time, but um, essentially Michigan Entrepreneur Summit was a first year event in 2021. We launched it during the pandemic. Uh, the idea was to help, again, first time founders become full time founders. Uh, the cool story from the first summit was uh, was that the winner um, actually used the prize pool to uh, basically get an, an office, turn their uh, apartment into an office, got into one of the top accelerated pro- programs in the country, Y Combinator, and then went full time on his startup when he graduated college. And the reason why that's important is because that is what gave life and passion and purpose to me to continue on with this mastermind group that I created as a student maximize and now bring it off of a college campus, but allow the students to continue the legacy. And so this event is coming around for its third time, its third year, first year in person. We're expecting 400 to 500 attendees across venture capital and private equity. Um, There's really an incredible lineup for the two days. Um, You know, I highly encourage registering because tickets increase every 15 days. Um, And if you kind of just, you know, go down to the speakers. We have incredible speakers and we're going to be adding about 40 speakers over the course of the two days doing interactive workshops, how to build a business in 2023, as well as panels and a pitch competition for first time and student founders. And then this is also where um, on the second day we are launching our venture capital fund, Maximize Ventures, to continue with helping these first time founders. So um, we're really it's going to be in Detroit, May 24th to 25th, and we're really excited. We hope to have as many people there as we can. Nice. Hey, that was good. When you first started out, I was thinking, man, he's going to go on forever. And I'm th- I'm like, I want to see how he ties this up quick. You know what Winston <laughs> Churchill said? Every, every speech needs one particular ingredient. Do you know what he said? Concise. A little shortening. Right. There you, know, you go. Put shortening I'll in an ingredient. Yeah, every speech needs a little, little, uh, and one ingredient shortening. So right. you did good. All right, man. When you first started, I'm like this sucker is going to be long, but you tied it in good. Good work. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I know. You know what? It's, it's, I love to see you guys young doing this because when I was your age, I was the same way. And I hope you don't have to go through the same shit I went through my entire career. There's a lot of work and there's a lot of ups and downs. You know, I've made it and lost it three times. And I'm not saying completely lost everything, but I've gone, it, it was, it's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. It was going up, but in the meantime, you're riding some heavy waves. It's different nowadays because you guys have so much more precise access to marketing pieces compared to what we used to have to do. We would do mailers and then call. So I'd have a bank of callers that I check. They call from six till nine every night. I'd have to go down there and check on them, have to check the mailings. So it's different. It's easier to make less mistakes nowadays. Mm-hmm. But especially whereas like you, right? People, you know, David, you're someone who I can learn with as a young person. And simultaneously, you know, we can learn from each other. I know. Uh, in the different age, you know, so. Well, you guys have taught me about the digital business card. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been you or one of those guys like, hey, do you have this? I'm like, no, I never even seen it before. Now I have. So now I. The guys my age will say, you got a digital business card? They'll go, what? <laughs> so it works with you guys, but us guys, it doesn't. Like, I don't want that shit, you know? 
So I do both. I have a digital business card and then I have a printed one, but I have a QR code that goes directly. Right. To my, so you can just book with me right away. Nice. See yeah. there are all those little things. And I did. T- <laughs> hey, I did tell my sons about you. And I said, I met this young man. It's a little bit older than you guys, but he's a businessman. They've been working in my businesses, but they're not quite business minded. You know, they make their 15 bucks an hour and one lives with his mother and the other one has his own house. So they don't have that fired to succeed. It's more like, hey, we got this freedom and and they mm-hmm. neither one are going to college. So it's it's like uh, one of these days they're going to get the fire and I'm going to go, you know what? You're going to have to go spend a week with Ryan because uh, whatever he says to do, you got to go do. So yeah, a lot together. Yeah. I to share with you. I know we're wrapping up, but I want to share with you whether on the podcast or offline, some growth hacking opportunities that we were talking about offline as well. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that um, because I'm going to have a lot of questions. You talked about the calling and everything. Oh yeah. 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 Well, let's do that between me and you because I, I'm, I'm big and you already noted, I I'm big on reciprocation. If someone gives me a tip, I make sure something comes back. Uh, you don't, you always want to do that. And, and it's a, like the old saying, a deal isn't good unless both sides either feel a little bit good or both sides feel a little bit bad. So if one feels good, one feels bad, then you know something's off. Right. It's well, like a quick, like doing hard money loans. If they question the payment, I feel like, yeah, there's going to be, a, they're probably going to make the payment. If they go, yeah, whatever, and they sign it, then I'm worried. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think we'll talk more later, but would love to share these secrets with the world. Like I like to give away my best stuff for free too. Just, okay. Because, well, you know, the day. 90% of people aren't going to take action on it anyway. No, no, but, but I, if we get in, we get into, we could talk for another half hour. Yeah. So, Hey, but anyway, everyone, this is David Jamison, healthy money podcast episode. Number one with the illustrious Ryan Morrison, right? Morrison. Yes, sir. Jim, Jim's great grandson. <laughs> My dad's name is Jim. Jim Morrison. Really? Yeah. Is he the lizard King? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it was wonderful having you. I'm sure we'll be speaking later today or tomorrow. This is a big kickoff, and I'm really proud to have you on here, and I'm proud of what you're doing. It makes me smile. I love the energy, and again, I appreciate it. We'll touch base. And for everyone, let's give a round of applause for Ryan. And please, what do you call it? Bookmark, save, whatever it is for this podcast and come back because it's going to get better and better. Ryan, I thank you. And it's over and out. You have any parting thoughts you'd like to share? No, thank you. It's an honor and privilege to be your first guest. Glad to be a mentee, but also most likely a, a partner on various things moving forward. And thanks again. I appreciate it. Follow the podcast, follow David and uh, looking forward to talking soon. Thanks everyone. This is a wonderful kickoff and look for us every week. Thanks Ryan. <laughs>